Senior at um, AM Consolidated High School, and um, yeah. So, what did you do? <laughs> what were your big experiences in high school? What were you involved in? Um, I was involved in track and cross country mostly. I did that like every morning, like an hour and a half at least. And then I was also um, a part of AVP, which is like a film sort of class. We like make films, watch films, and we film our football games, do all that fun stuff. Great. And then Isabel, you're involved in like everything. Tell us your high school story. Um, so, hi, I'm Isabel Wong. Um, I go to College Station High School. I'm a senior there. Um, some of the clubs I've been involved with are HOSA, BPA, NHS, FFA. Um, I'm the president of our orchestra and our speech and debate team. Um, and I also do a couple of other things outside of school as well, but honestly, just quite involved with the school. Great. So one of the things that we talk with students a lot is building your college resume, and so y'all did a great job with that. Um, the great thing about the essay is if there are any of those extra stories we want to tell or gaps we want to fill in, the essay is our chance to do that. Um, do either of y'all feel like you had any gaps that you need to fill in for your prospective colleges, or what Like, what did the essay mean to you? What was that opportunity? Um, I lived in Vietnam <laughs> from 2009 to 2013, and there's no thing on the resume to say that, so there's no way to like explicitly state my experiences in any other way except through the essay. Nice. And then Isabel, what about you? Yeah, so one of the essays that I wrote about was um, my love for letters and cards. One thing I really like to do is I like to write letters and cards and I like to receive them as well. And I feel like that's been something that's kind of influenced me and some of the other things I've done. I mean, you can't, again, really put that on your resume. I like to write cards to people. Um, <laughs> so having it in an essay that like explains um, the background for it and like how it's changed my life, I feel like really helped me. Nice. So when y'all stepped into this process and you had kind of your uh, college plans and you knew possibly what you wanted to major in, um, were y'all concerned about that? Were you concerned about deadlines? Like, how did AGP kind of step in and calm those fears or help to smooth the process along? Um, for me, definitely, it helped with just like me starting. <laughs> I started a little late, and I definitely wouldn't have gotten as much done as I did without help, for sure. I think I'm always kind of an overachiever, so I try to do things. Um, there were some schools that I didn't really want to apply to that I kept putting off, <laughs> and, like a lot, like it was really bad. Um, but overall, I just felt like AGV just like kept me on track with deadlines and. Um, just making sure that I was actually working on the stuff that I was supposed to be working on. And by the time that I had submitted everything, I had like, friends who didn't even start yet. So I made me feel like I was really ahead of the game. Nice. So, uh, Brandon, I know you said that you kind of felt like you were behind. Um, I remember <laughs> your, your essay process, but um, yeah. how many topics do you think we discussed and threw away before we settled on your final application oh, essay? It was a lot. 
me to cut so many words out of mm -hmm. my essay. Like, I just, I think I wrote, like, 800 words the first time, and you were like, you need to get this down to 500. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and, um, I just, I tend to overwrite. Um, but I do think that it helped a lot with, um, like, branching out a little bit, and again, like, showing, like, your personality through your writing, because I feel like a lot of the writing we do for English is, like, very straight, but it's like you want to write what the teacher wants to hear basically mm -hmm. for your grade. Um, and then from this experience, I was also like able to help give people some like pointers. Yeah. Kind of like these are very like overwhelming topics. You're like, oh, if I, you always feel like if you don't have like a tragedy or something big that happened to you, it's really hard to write about specific topics. But like just being able to like go through and focus on, you know, the same thing maybe. Um, something that was really impactful for you for your essay. I just feel like overall it com comes together. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny because so many students think that if they don't have a tragedy, they have nothing to write about. The, the tragedy essay is kind of hard to write also because if you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel or if you don't know how to step away from that tragedy, tragedy and make change, um, you've also lost that impact because the tragedy in and of itself is not what colleges uh, look for for growth. Um, so being able to like show examples of growth and um, you know kind of like pursuing of goals is really impactful. Um, so neither one of you were necessarily short-term clients because a lot of times we think of the college application essay as this one 650 word or 750 word essay. Um, how many colleges did y'all apply to? Brandon, how many did you apply um, to? I applied to 13. And then. 15. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> you know, A&M has, has three to four short answer questions, yeah. UT has three to four short answer questions, they're not the same. How many short answer questions do you think y'all answered over your, <laughs> over your time? Wait a second. Millions? I would say like 30 probably. Right, so if we have like 13 colleges, three to, you know, three to four questions each, um, how many did you have to write from complete scratch and how many did we get to like kind of spin oh. from existing essays like so we like wrote probably like eight base ones mm -hmm. or like around that number and just kind of spun them into other things and like made it work and, and changed up like a like a little bit of each one and like i basically worked for everything I, I'm, I'm still using them nice <laughs> for a bunch of things. uh so Isabel, what did you find um, best about that short answer process? Like what was most helpful to you? I remember having this really long Google Doc. It was like 35 pages or <laughs> something. It's so long. And um, I would just like, if I was stuck, because um, I applied like school by school, mm -hmm. like I didn't just say, oh, I'll do all of these at the same time. I did like them one by one. Mm -hmm. So basically like each week when I like applied to a new school, I would go back and look through the responses and see if there was something that we'd written together that I really liked and if it still applied to the question. But I think there were only a couple of them that I couldn't like reuse mm -hmm. to some purpose because um, most of them they were pretty like on brand with the other ones um, but overall just having that like big google doc with everything that you've written like all the comments mm -hmm. and suggestions I think that really helped. So as you navigate those short answer questions um, one of the things that I think students don't realize that you have to do is actually research the university that you're applying to um, even as we use short answer um, responses it may mean that out of a three paragraph short answer, we're using that one. Do you think that that research process helped you decide on your university of choice in the end? Um, I think so, for sure. Um, so I applied to Wooster Polytechnic. That was one of them I applied to. And they have a big thing of like project-based learning. And I kind of, I did a bunch of research into it and it just, I decided it wasn't for me. That was the school I wasn't going to go to. <laughs> yeah, so that's one last thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually really didn't know anything about Purdue until like I came here and mm -hmm. then um, 
Rob like came up with this list of schools and Purdue was on them. I was like, oh, this is like a pretty cool school. Like it's in Indiana, we live in Texas. Like it's not something you really hear about as much. Like everyone's really been like, oh, A&M, UT, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think being able to also like look into the different schools and just like being able to hear more about them, um, maybe from like past client like experiences, mm -hmm. I think that also helped me with my decision. Yeah. There were some schools that I regret applying to because I think it was just kind of like a waste of time and money in the end. Um, so I really think that you should really research the schools before you apply to them. I researched them after I applied, which didn't really make that much sense. <laughs> um, so definitely, if you have a list of schools you're interested in going to, maybe just like look in the surrounding areas or like where the alumni have gone on to now. Definitely maybe like five to seven schools that I probably shouldn't have applied to. And, um, I think that coming in with a list of schools that you would actually want to go to is super important. Like don't apply to schools just because like you think it's a good safety. Like if you're not going to go there, like even having it as a safety isn't going to matter, I think, personally. So. And I think a lot of schools uh, do a good job of asking short answer questions that require you to do some research. Yeah. Um, so if, if a school provides you with a question that is like, why do you want to go here or why do you want to live here or anything that translates to that concept, make sure you're doing your research, especially if it's a campus that you may not be able to go physically visit. Um, see what their major offers, see what is available on campus. Um, if you are a person of faith, see what is going to be involved there. If you're a person that is really close to like their cultural heritage, see what's going to be involved there. If you are looking at a, at a degree that's going to need an internship or uh, volunteer hours, see what's available in the community, get, community to get you involved. Um, if they don't provide you a short answer that's asking that, do the research anyway. So you said you applied to 13 schools, 13, is that right? Yeah. What, was your, what was your acceptance rate like? 60% uh, maybe? Nice. And you, appl you applied to some big guys. Like, What yeah. were your big reach schools that you were excited um, about? I applied to UT and Georgia Tech. Those are probably the bigger ones I applied to. Um, I think Illinois was also a bit of a reach, and I got into Illinois, and I got capped at UT, which is like kind of acceptance, and then I, I didn't get into, into Georgia Tech. But sorry, it's okay. But those essays, like they get you so much deeper into the process and being able to make those connections instead of just being the guy that runs cross country, yeah. like now you're Brandon Toth and they see you, and so mm -hmm. they're at least adding you to the cap, which yeah. was amazing. Isabel, what about you? How did your acceptance go? Um, in the end, it was 100%, um, and then, again, harder schools, I guess, were also like UT, um, Penn State, Purdue, um, yeah, funny story, I don't know, No, tell Out of all the schools that I had gotten into, the only one I didn't get into was A&M, um, <laughs> which is kind of embarrassing if you live here, but I applied for the wait list and it worked out, so in the end, it was 100%. But the funny part was um, I got waitlisted at A&M and accepted into UT the same day. And That's an that emotional was like, day. That was a very emotional day. That's emotional. Yeah. Now, so now, are you top 6% at your no, high school? No, I'm definitely not. So, not even close. <laughs> not even close. So this is not information that a lot of people have because, you know, we live in College Station. We see A&M and UT as this equivalent, these equivalent universities. Um, for those students that are outside the top 6%, you have about an 8% chance of getting accepted into UT if you don't have that auto admit from the 6%. So that's a huge thing, even to just to get capped like Brandon was talking about. Um, those are huge achievements in and of themselves. 
Um, so now you're in, you know where you're going, yeah. Indiana and Virginia, very out of state for both of y'all. Um, I guess not so much for you since you live like half of your life overseas, um, but you're leaving. So what's, yeah. what's the next step? What are you gonna be studying? What do you wanna pursue? What's the ultimate goal? Um, so I'm gonna do engineering. So your freshman year at Tech, it's like just all engineering. And then your sophomore year you choose. So I'm really open to like anything. I went into the application, like, it's like, um, I think civil engineering was my main goal. But now after a bunch of research about the school, it's like, I could do like anything there. Nice, and what about you? Um, I'll be going to Purdue University for speech, language, and hearing sciences. Um, it's a very focused, specialized uh, major, so all the classes I'm taking are like directly related to this major, so I'm not gonna be taking anything that's really outside of it. Um, so I think with that, um, in these classes, you also have like some internship possibilities. Oh, nice. So I think that's probably the next step in the next year or so. Well, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all coming out here today. I know it was a little bit of a stretch for y'all. Um, what would be the one thing that you would kind of send, especially juniors that are coming up into this process, even though they might not listen to you because you probably wouldn't listen to you, what do you wish that you would have really clung to as an incoming junior as far as advice? Um, the one thing everyone told me before I started was to start early and I didn't listen. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You should definitely start early. <laughs> <laughs> I regret starting in like October. I should have started in August and everything. It just made it so much more stressful to start then. It was like I need to get it done like at this time. Whereas if I started in August, I would have had months ahead of time. I think I would say like don't fret too much about the college decision. Um, like you could be like the best academically and super involved in things, and you still don't get in. You know, and it you have to just learn to not take that to heart too much like there are a lot of schools out there and there's a right school for you and i know like so many people myself included who like stressed about whether or not i was like making the right decision or like was this the right school for me or like should i have gotten in should i not have gotten it like all of those i saw with like my friends and stuff and myself like i just really want people to know that there is a right school for you and in the end you're going to make the right decision for yourself but in that time just like it's out of your hands once you submit that application. There's nothing more you can do to <laughs> There's influence a that decision. No reason to stress. Yeah. So I would say just, you know, focus on doing the best you can. And as long as you do the best you can, I think it's just better to let it go and see what happens. I think that is absolutely true. Well, uh, speaking of starting early, we do have our calendars up for our college application workshops. We have multiple this summer. You can see those scheduled on our website, um, avantgardeprep.com. Um, still a few seats available and then we also do some private coaching for the essay workshops as well all right thank you guys